0: This program is a presentation of UCTV for educational and non-commercial use only. The day after the earthquake, I just saw the TV and said, I have got to go and I've got to be there as quickly as possible. (laughs) Unloading our equipment.
1: It was very, very hot and when we arrived we saw um, different areas where the smoke was coming up really thick and so we asked what is burning over there and they said there are
0: funeral fires. Once we started driving through Port-au-Prince you just felt just the uh, emptiness and just the devastation that had happened there. Um, just a tent city, tents everywhere. I
2: thought that I had a concept of how poor it was going to be. I was stunned. I've been to third world countries and I sort of dialed it back and it just was so poor. You know, I was so proud to go and to help out and just humbled and honored because these people have absolutely nothing. They have, They have nothing and just being able to go and to provide this care. We were on an incredible mission.
0: The comfort was, it's a huge ship, and it's basically a U.S. hospital that's transported around the world.
2: The boat is impressive. I was shocked. It is a full hospital. The OR, it, you could have been in the OR here at Westwood, UCLA, it's, it's amazing. The comfort was, um, I've never been on a boat other than the Staten Island Ferry.
1: So the comfort, I had no idea what to expect, but it was fabulous. <laughs> they were actually taking helicopters every day out to the ground, Port-au-Prince, and so they were actually reevaluating people and they didn't have crutches and so the bones weren't communicated at all. The wounds were open because they weren't given antibiotics so they were open and infected. Um, some of the stumps came in and they were just laying wide open and so they had to be re-amputated, nice stumps made. Just lots of bo- broken bones, lots of
2: facial fractures, skull fractures, just um, I saw a lot of infection and wounds and we did a lot of wound care, um, caring for some of the amputations. I just went to the kids' floor where I was working and just held the kids because a lot of them didn't have family, they had they had nothing. Their parents were dead, you know, they had their siblings were dead, they didn't know where their parents were, they didn't know where their siblings were, Um, they didn't have people taking care of them, they didn't have somebody tucking them in at at night, Um, and it broke my heart to see that. It broke my heart. A baby there who had been buried for three days and whose mom wouldn't give up looking for her, and they had brought her to the comfort to have surgery, but she'd been in the field hospital for several days. When the mom told us that when they had found her, she wasn't, she was moving air but breathing very lightly, and so the neighbors had told her to throw her in the garbage because she was gone. It's tremendous, I think, what the human spirit can accomplish and survive. Suffering unites humanity. And caring for people who are suffering is something that I feel called to do. I wanted them to know that I cared. I wanted them to know that a lot of people cared about them. We wanted to make a difference. We wanted to, to make a difference in someone's life.
0: I was very proud to be part of UCLA. I was very proud because the, our team of seven, we all, I think, shined and we all worked hard and, and left an impression on everybody there. So I was very, I was very proud to be part of UCLA. experience from UCLA and I knew I could be a help out there. On arrival we would see a line of no less than 150, 200 people waiting online to go into the into the ER. It was uh, malaria or typhoid. Some were much much older and uh, fortunately just came in and passed. Yeah we did a great deal of good and we need to stay there. We need to help them. There's a need in a remote, uh, tiny little if you can even call it that up at the top of the mountain they had this great need they have had no medical care they can't get to them um, so we drove up there on the first day and uh, there was already a line of people waiting for us because they heard we were coming we set up our pharmacy in one area our treatment in the other my triage areas was uh, a rickety pair of stairs and uh, we just started seeing patients I think we saw probably 140 patients that day in maybe five hours and then we had to promise we'd come back the next day because uh, they were you know lines of people waiting for us, which was really hard to turn them away. We were like, I'm sorry, we'll come back tomorrow.
2: So we went all over Port-au-Prince. We took a few duffel bags, um, a card table, a few chairs, and just set up shop wherever we felt needed it, whether it be in a cinder block building,
0: in the slums, or on the streets. We went to the orphanage. And we weren't seeing patients at the orphanage, but they all came up to see us and the little kids came up with their arms up in the air, we thought maybe they wanted candy or, or something. We weren't sure exactly what they were, our cameras to take a picture. Um, they kept putting their hands up, and then we realized they just wanted to be picked up and held. And they just cling to you, and all they wanted was, was to be held. And that was probably the hardest thing. The fact that these little kids have nobody to hug them on a consistent basis was probably one of the hardest things to leave.
2: When I left, I was crying, and I kind of felt like, they haven't cried through this whole thing. They kind of felt silly crying just because I was leaving. But they took it so heartfelt and we're
1: just like, we're so happy you've been here and thanks for helping our country. I think that's what it's about. I think that as a human being with gifts and talents, we owe it back to humanity. Helping people to recover and get them back on the right track.